Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Welcome to another Yellow Army podcast. We're socially distanced this week again, Richard. We are, we are. We're, we're doing it funny this week as well, because we're doing the intro after we've done everything else, because of techno- technological are, because problems. Few, yeah, we've had a, a few software problems this week. Not the usual um, problems with us, it's actually been the machinery. So yes. this podcast may be slightly late, but we'll, um, we'll get it. Loads to talk about. The big Hollywood showdown on Saturday at Woo-hoo! Wrexham, which I know you're, you're heavily invested in. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, a good win last week to talk about as well we've got two interviews we've got Gary uh, as ever we've also got Matt Green who's the assistant manager of the Talking United women's team chatting to us a little bit later in the uh, podcast but we're focusing on the Wrexham game aren't we and the excitement 10,000 crowd and how will we be the ones to to clean up the playground expression to uh, moisten their fireworks a little bit we do talk later on Guy about uh, cliche avoidance uh, since we then, do. since then, I've written my intro for the Western Morning News for Saturday, and it's full of them. Is it you've crammed them all? You're I, just I, trying to win bingo, aren't you? Yeah. You can play Deadpool, Wrexham, bingo with us a little bit later yeah. on. As and well, also, so I'd like know. to point out with 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 this amazing hindsight that we've got doing this intro after everything else. So I've watched <laughs> Paul Mullen elbow that player in the face and not get sent off, and it was definitely him. So have I. It's extraordinary. Yeah. It's absolutely <laughs> extraordinary. But, uh, we'll come to that. So, yeah. lots to look forward to in the next half hour or so. Thanks for joining us. Um, let's go off and have a bit of a listen to your chat with uh, Gary Johnson. And we'll be back, as ever, on the other side of Gary Johnson. Gaffer, there was a whole host of positives in last weekend's win over Kings Lynn. However, there's no doubt the two new boys, Harry Perrett and Sinclair Armstrong, stole a lot of the headlines. You must have been delighted with the impact they had at either end of the pitch. Yeah, but you're always crossing your fingers when you bring in new players and Sinclair started you know, fantastic because you know, everybody could see his pace in that first couple of minutes when he when he went through, didn't quite finish, goalie made a good save. Harry took a little bit of time, five, ten minutes or so to get into it, but when he did he showed you know what he's got as well. Um, so yeah, it was a, you know, a chance that we took and it came off for us because they were very much a part of our, uh, our win. The home side, sorry, the, the, the team's home form over the uh, last few games has actually been very good. Three successive wins, three successive clean sheets. Over the course of the past year, though, it's probably been more the team's away form that's caught the eye. Do you think there's any particular reason why the team has settled into what we probably class as the normal pattern of league form? Um, no, I, th- I, I think football's, you know, it's 11 v 11, it's, it's all sort of conditions, there's you know, injuries, there's new sign-ins, there's all sorts of things that go on. So I don't think there's any pattern as such. I felt that we we obviously needed to get two or three wins at home uh, consecutively and no goals against because we were letting in, uh, we were letting in goals uh, previously at home. So we tried to be a little bit more solid um, without taking away our, our attacking play, if you like. And, and so it's, it was great to get the free wins for our home fans. Um, now we go, you know, we, we've got to pick up 
results away now again we had two poor away performances really at Boreham Wood and Bromley um, and you know we've, we've got to start picking up our our uh, performances away from home. And when things don't quite go to plan um, sometimes everybody looks to for experienced players to uh, to step up or new experienced players to come in however two youngsters in Harry Perrett and Sinclair Armstrong mm. their enthusiasm was just infectious on Saturday when it seemed to give everybody a lift not just in, in, in the team but also in the crowd. Exactly and uh, I think the team were happy that uh, at that moment in time Sinclair gave us that threat up there you know he's a bit of a game changer on, on, on the day you know nobody really knew him nobody I'm talking about our crowd our supporters um, but he showed what he could do immediately and uh, Harry Perrett is, a, is a, a very strong defender um, which is what we were looking for and uh, as I say he'll, he'll get better and better but both of them don't look their age to me you know like it's Sometimes you can see your team lined up against an opposition and you feel that, Christ, it looks like our youth team out there. Um, but uh, those two have, have added to the, um, the actual look of the team. It looks stronger. It looks more aggressive. It looks man, more manly. And that's what we, we had to do, despite their ages. On Saturday, it was obviously a wonderful occasion being Community Day at Playmore, and it was uh, we had the bonus of obviously having yellow shirts all around the ground on all four sides of the ground. But things are going to be very different on Saturday, aren't they? Yeah, there'll be a little bit of red around, won't there? It's, uh, it's going to be uh, the lads have got to embrace it, that's for sure, because it's what you're in football for. You know, big atmospheres, big games. Um, what well, I don't know how many they're lad, six, seven, eight, whatever it is, thousand. Um, Hollywood stars in the in the crowd, um, and, uh, and and we've got to go there and be part of of that event. I mean, we we got to try and spoil the event, of course, by trying to win the game and making sure that we're we're very competitive because they're competitive, and uh, all our players have got to handle the the atmosphere, which would be very much uh, for the home side. But I'm sure uh, our Band of Yellow Army away supporters will also let themselves be heard, and uh, we'll be we'll be doing it for them. Now earlier on this campaign, we've already picked up two credible points on the road against two of the fancy teams, Notts County and Chesterfield. But actually, in the aftermath of the Chesterfield game, you were saying that uh, you're not happy with just getting points. You actually want to win these games because that's what you need to get up to the top. And that shows your ambition and, and this, the team's ambition. Yeah, well, I always go out to, to win a game anyway. I've never gone out to draw a game. Uh, and if you draw a game trying to win it, then at least you give it a go. Um, because <clears throat> there are some very good teams in this league that if they get a bit of support behind them, then you know they're, they're going to be quite consistent. Having said that, recently, uh, all those teams have had the odd dodgy result. Um, and it does show the strength of the league when you know Maidenhead, for instance, you know beat Wrexham 3-2. Um, <clears throat> Wrexham went down to 10 men um, for a little while, but uh, actually when they were 2-0, they came back with two all with 10 men, but Maidenhead got it at the end. So um, it's what teams do on the day, and if a team turns up and a team doesn't, no matter what their form is before that, you know, that team that turns up can win the game because there's 
there's quality in every every team in our league. Gary, a lot's been talked about Harry Perrett and um, Sinclair Armstrong, but I think one of the key men on the field on Saturday was, was Joe Lewis again. Yeah, Joe played well, and you know he's he's you know he's playing very consistently, which is good. Um, you know he's a, a sort of stalwart for us back there. Uh, pleased he got his goal because we we rib him a little bit. At, you know any danger of scoring anytime soon. Um, so I think most of that celebration was there. It is then uh, <laughs> I've done it. But um, he, he's 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 a good lad, good professional Joe and. Um, yeah, he's playing well, and along with others as well. But as you brought him up, he's uh, you know he's done done very well ever since he's been here. Did you see a, a, an increase in, in what you wanted on Saturday? You know the talky game, as you call it, and the work rate, and the, yeah. you know every, from all the squad, from all the, the players that were on the pitch. Yeah, generally, mainly, um, obviously some uh, are more effective than others on the day. Having said that, they all played a part because they they had a couple of opportunities, but certainly not as many as we had, and we finished very strong, which I was really pleased with. You know, we had a lot of uh, events, we had a lot of chances, we had a lot of full, fast forward play late on, and that's good because that got us the, the second goal. But I thought the last 15, 20 minutes, we absolutely took took over the game. Joe picked up, well, he, he ran it off in the end, uh, presumably, uh, uh, I think it was a shin, did, did he catch a boot, I think, and is, there, is, yeah. he, is, he, is he all right? He ran it off in the end and he finished the game okay. Yeah, no, um, he's fine. He's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just he's trained. The, yeah. Well, we just had a warm down the following day, but he's trained since then, right. so. Um, um, and uh, you've touched it on it already, the midweek results, uh, on top of Wrexham losing, you've got Stockport losing at home to Barnet, which has cost the manager the job. Um, Grimsby losing at Wheelston. Yeah. Uh, Notts County in front against Bromley and not winning. Yeah. Uh, I suppose that really backs up what you're saying about the ongoing unpredictability yeah. of this division. Absolutely. Does that give you encouragement in some ways that 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 uh, you have got a chance of getting yeah, back look, into this? Yeah. Well, I know I know it. Yeah. But you, it's for the boys to to pick up on that if if we if we perform our game we can beat anybody yeah if we don't then they can beat us so you know it's imperative that we get our game um, get our game going as quickly as possible and as consistently as possible yeah and and that's what you have to keep aiming for and see where you end up yeah um, but uh, yeah, when you've got all the lads all fighting and playing and going in the same direction, and suddenly they're all tuned into each other. That's when you know we we look very good. Yeah. And that's what we need to find because we we're still finding um, the best team. You know because obviously with injuries and that sort of thing, it's it's not always easy to play the same team three or four times. Uh, on, on consecutively, and that's what you need as well to get um, good results or consistent results. Um, so there's lots of things that go with that, but um, we're, 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 we're striving to get the new players very quickly into our way of doing it, and uh, some of them are doing doing it quicker than others, and that's 
always going to be the case as well. So, um, you know, we'll keep working with them, and that's something that we always do. Um, we work with them uh, individually as well as as a group. And speaking of that, without getting in front of ourselves, ahead, sorry, ahead of ourselves, you've got a fortnight um, ahead of you after the Wrexham game. Mm. In your mind, is that actually, although it's a fallow fortnight in terms of actual matches, that could turn into quite an important two weeks in the course of the process that you're just that yeah. you just referred to, yeah, of, well, of bringing, got, bringing everybody yeah up to the level. Yeah, we, we'll be working very hard, both physically, mentally, getting informa more information into the lads. That you know, the, the more often you can give them information, the more it sticks. Um, and it's a, it's a fortnight where you can work them a little bit because you're not building up to a game. So we, there'll be testings, and you know we'll we'll be seeing whether they're still as fit as they were just coming out of pre-season. Especially the ones that don't don't play so much. You know we can we can get into them a little bit. Yeah. And all understand why. You've referred several times over. I think all of us who have been listening uh, that that. This process of getting the players up to the levels, the physical and mental yeah. levels demanded of your exactly. style yeah. of play exactly. is, isn't as straightforward as some people may think it is. They may think, well, you just train them hard and you run them hard so yeah. that they can run all day. <laughs> There's different parts of it than yeah. that. And, and it may take, it doesn't happen in just a month or six weeks or something no. like that. No, um, you, it's, uh, it's the same as, you know, when you was at school, when you were four years old, you didn't, you didn't learn your three times table that day. You know, it takes a bit of time and the repetition, and that's how people learn. You have to get them up to the fitness to get them to do, get them able to do what you want them to do, as you say. Um, no, it takes a, it's not a five minute job, um, and you have to work with them like we do, and hopefully you see the squad getting better, not, not worse, and uh, you keep adding to it where you can. Um, because we don't, we're we're not a club that can have 15 experienced players that have had 200 league games, each one of them. So you know we have to work with them and and hope that they they pick it up as quickly as possible. And uh, just finally on Saturday, I think the fact that Jake Andrews didn't get on the pitch, Alex Adai didn't get on the pitch, um, Gabby Rogers didn't get on the pitch. That subs bench, as a result partly of the two new lads coming in, is starting to look a bit stronger. Yeah. And you still haven't had got, of course, Tom, Danny Wright, and and Asa Hall yeah, back. Yeah, that's in. right. So. Now we 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 put together a, a, a good squad, and so that another good thing about the two weeks is that it allows those players that are injured to get up to fitness quickly. Uh, it just gives them that that break now. As I say, we'd, we'd rather be playing at Charlton on Saturday rather than sitting at home waiting for everybody else. Um, although we're training on that day probably, but it's um, you know it gives the injured lads a chance to to work on a bit of fitness. And any of those is how close is Tom? I mean, I think obviously is yeah. I think I think to him at least one of them out of three is close. Yeah. Good. Gary, just just quickly touching on the formation that you played on Saturday, it was slightly unusual. What, what do you call that formation yourself in training? Um, 
well, it's an attacking formation, yeah. obviously. Um, it's like four, everything four else. Whatever the, front yeah, kind of yeah, whatever the formation is and what you play, if you, if you haven't got the ball, you've got to get it back as quickly as possible. And if you have got the ball, then you've got to find an end product as often as possible. You know what I mean? So that's... I'm not going to call it anything in particular. We like to call it a 5-5-5 formation <laughs> um, because if they work hard, then so that's... So you see it more fluid than actual the shape that keeps Yeah, that's, that's right, yeah. exactly. Uh, as I've always said, we're not... They're not Subutio players where you just stick them like, you know, they have to move them, and, but yeah. they've all got to move together. And uh, that's how, that's how we, we look at it. So hopefully at Wrexham we'll have a 5-5-5 five, five, five formation. So, good to hear from Gary Richard, good chat there. Um, he's obviously looking forward to Saturday, looking forward to a big game for all the right reasons. He loves these games, doesn't he? He loves a big game, Gary, and, and why not? I mean, it's what all football's all, all about. It's what he said, basically, wasn't it? You know. Um, I mean, there, there could be 10,000 there on Saturday. And is that how much? Is that, mean, what is there? Because they say they've sold out, so what is their capacity? Oh, I don't know. I just read 10,000 somewhere. It's a pretty big ground, isn't it? Yeah. Of course, because they used to play internationals there. Yeah. In the day, it's still the same ground. Yeah. So, um, it'll be jumping. Who wouldn't want to play in an atmosphere like that? No, I mean, let, let's face it. If you're Sinclair Armstrong, you're going to be looking forward to that one, aren't you, after your start? Absolutely. Let's talk about the boy for a bit. I, I, just, I went away from Saturday's game, as I'm sure everybody did, thinking, have we just witnessed the debut of one of those players that you're going to say in a few years' time. Yeah, we had him for a few games. Do you remember yeah. last week when we were talking and and you know we we discussed the fact that some some um, loanees can come in and and you know not really do it, and then others others we we, we have had a history of them turning up and suddenly being a revelation, and we could, we we thought of Kiefer Moore and Dean Sturridge and Jason Roberts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, on the evidence of the first ninety minutes, and you can't really go on that. But let's let's jump to conclusion, shall we? Because that's what football fans do. I mean, we've got an absolute diamond there. I mean, he's quick. He's blisteringly quick. That run where he nearly scored in the second minute. If you watch that on the um, the highlights, which are on the club website, he's, he's left the defender for dead, hasn't he? Yeah, he must have worried them immediately. That was a great sign. I mean, he'd already taken an elbow in the face, funnily enough, before that. It was quite a dramatic first couple of minutes for him. And then he absolutely skinned the defender to get to that ball, a long ball from the back. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, he, he took it on and, and, and the goalkeeper made half a de- you know, made a decent save. I, I think he probably could have done better with a shot, but, you know, it's was, it was in the first couple of minutes. But he looked... Great. He he would. I think you summed it up at some point, sitting next to me, saying that he's he's athletic, he's strong, he's balanced, he's all those things. You tick tick tick. Oh, absolutely. And he's he's got that thing that strikers have got that you and I will never have. And group hang on, hang on, hang on. Of being in the right place at the right. Oh time. yeah, no, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> but I mean, the ball break for his goal. The ball broke for him. And he was he was on the spot. Yeah. You know, you or I would have been hanging around at the far post on the off chance that the ball got there. <coughs> but you know, a proper striker knows where that's going to land. Absolutely. And lashed it into the roof of the net beautifully. Took it well so, as well, didn't he? Oh, he did. He did, and everything he did in that game. Um, 
I, I, as you say, you quite rightly say, it ticked every box. Um, I'd love to see him do it again. I, you know, you hope it wasn't, you know, just just one game. I don't think it was. I think there's a real player in there. And okay. you could tell from the way that the uh, Queen's Park Rangers Twitter accounts were quizzing Torquay fans on Monday. How did he play? What did he look like? That oh, they're, really? they're all very interested in how he gets on down here. They know he's in good hands, you know, yeah. Gary Lacombe. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it can only be good, can't it? It can. I love the quote from Gary after it was it was said off the cuff, kind of once the record before the recorders went on. But he said, you know, he didn't come back in the dressing rooms for twenty minutes. We thought we we thought he'd gone back to QPR. <laughs> yeah, he was enjoying it, wasn't he? Yeah. He was doing the selfies. He was signing the kids' program. Walking walking around yeah, the pitch with the with, with the ball stuff up. Yeah, walking around the pitch with the ball stuff up his shirt. It was. Uh, <laughs> It's very good to see. He didn't really know what to do after after the game because obviously all the rest of the players and you know are used to Gary going over to the pop side and doing his uh, his fist pump yeah. celebration, which the pop siders love. He was wandering around somewhere else in the corner of the field talking to some other fans. I, I think he needs a bit of coaching on how, the routine, the, the 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 winners' routine. I think he needs coaching on that. Absolutely, but. Yeah, and that's good. If his first instinct on his first game as a pro footballer or whatever is to spend some time with the fans and yeah. you know sign some autographs and that, that's another box ticked, isn't it? You know, this is a proper footballer we've got here. Yeah, let's let's not over talk him. No, no <laughs> we're in danger of, of, of it, I think. But and I I've done it on the back of the paper this week, you know. Um, but uh, I think I think we need to we need to just. Just rein it in a tiny bit and just hope and pray that he is as good as we think he is. And if he gets a couple of erects on Saturday, we'll be well pleased, won't we? Uh, we'll, we'll be sitting on the moon drinking <laughs> drinking beer. We are, that's what we do anyway. Yeah. That's what people <laughs> think we do anyway. A couple of other players I wanted to mention from Saturday before we move on to Saturday. Harry Perrett. Yep. Um, who I love the quote that Gary came up with after the game which said that he had at some point during the game he had a word in his shell like yeah. I'm not quite sure what he wasn't doing but I thought he I, you know if it hadn't been for Sinclair Armstrong we'd been singing the praises for Harry Perrick for well, well he before. did have a dodgy start I have to say he, he took a, he took five ten minutes to get into the game he, 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 he cleared a ball he tried to play a few balls forward which went wayward he cleared a ball into the stands now it's not such a necessarily a bad thing but I don't think he was trying to do it at the time um I think he took a little while to settle down and um but once Gary had his, his shell-like moment then uh then um I think I think it's that settled him down and he and he he, he, he played yeah. into the game he grew into the game now interestingly with I, I as, as you heard on the on the interview just now I had a quick chat with Gary about what formation was that um, at the end of what do you call that formation? Now we all know that he calls it, and we call it three four three. But I can't remember a three four three being played by hardly anyone ever. Um, you know, it's a very because it because it because it wasn't the 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 width was 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 kind of supplied by the strikers and the midfield, and it was a, it was all a bit weird. But so Perrett Perrett had to start in a. In a, in, a, in a formation that was was strange to everyone, but but bloody worked. And um, let's face it, if he's going to learn off anyone, Dean Moxie and Joe Lewis as your centre back partners. Yeah, you can't go far wrong, can you? I did, somebody pointed out after Saturday's game that Dean Moxie was 
heavily involved in all the good stuff that Torquay did again. He had a really, really sound game. Without you know, Dean Moxie doesn't make many headlines, does he? But you know, his throws, his, his dead balls, his positional play—you know—he he knows the game inside out, doesn't he? Now he's slowly having, slowly, it's slowly becoming obvious that he's having a, a marvelous season. It's only him yeah. and Joe Lewis, I think. Um, I, there might be one other, but I can't remember who it would be. Who started every game? I think it's Ben Winter. That's right. Yeah. So, so yeah. all three of them defenders. Yeah, yeah. That's it. it's, it's the foundation, isn't it? And the other player I wanted to talk a little bit about is Clyde Lawless. Yeah. Because he had a great game, and I'm going to stick my neck out, and I'm not going to blame him for not passing that ball to Sinclair Armstrong. Oh, when Sinclair okay. Armstrong would have side-footed it into I blamed him. I called him greedy in the match report. You did? Yeah. I, I, that's a fair comment, but I, I like a striker to be a little bit greedy. If he's, if he's through on goal with the keeper to beat... You want a striker to have a go, don't you? I, I, mean, you I, I completely agree with you. Uh, in in one respect, it was a definite goal if he'd passed it to Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a definite. It wasn't a definite goal with him, um, you know, facing the goalkeeper. No, no. Maybe, maybe that's the case. But you know, to have the confidence to take the ball on and have a go. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not going to take that away from him because also without. Without uh, it was it was a marvelous run to get to that that stage. I mean, it was a beautiful run that he made to put himself in that position. Yeah. Um, he could it, the the thing was way before he was in the shooting position, he could have played the ball out to Armstrong, and still it would have been in a, a, a very good situation. But you yeah. know, hey ho, um, he's done some really good things in the last couple of weeks, last three or four weeks. Yeah. Um, in, in games that not, not necessarily have been that great so uh, he's improving I, I also like the role that Dan Holman has now which is, which is, is not I mean with Sinclair Armstrong you've got a target man you've got an out ball you've got yeah. somebody if you ping, ping the ball over the defence Dan Holman is not going to turn and beat the centre back in a foot race is he but Sinclair no. Armstrong is so this Situation now gives Dan Holman the chance to do what he does best, which is hold the ball up, twist and turn, and bring other players into play. It just ticks every box. Here we go again. It's box ticking, isn't it? But it it's just worked. It has, but let's again. And I'm, we, we were talking about Armstrong and getting ca- a little bit carried away. We, we okay. We've just beaten Kings Lynn. Yeah, yeah. That's that's context. Yeah, you're quite right. Um, Bertie, yeah. Bertie's just joined me in the room. <laughs> He's missing me. That's what it is. He is. Uh, Rudy's out uh, with his grand for a walk. Bertie goes. Okay. Bertie goes around the garden. They both go around the garden. Then Bertie comes back in, and Rudy goes off for a longer one. This is the kind of kind of domestic detail that other podcasts just don't give you, isn't it? That's absolutely right. <laughs> wow. Good stuff. So yeah, so we're looking forward to Saturday. We are. Start, yeah. It's um, I, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what Wrexham have. Obviously, Luke Young is still a big part of their. Squad. Well, he's the captain. Yeah, yeah, he's and you know he's, he's captaining a team that's misfiring up to now. Yeah, I mean um, they they, know, they lost on Tuesday night against uh, uh, Maidenhead. Interesting, that wasn't it? They did, and if Torquay do win up there on Saturday, Torquay will go ahead with them. Torquay will go above Wrexham if Torquay win. Yeah. On Saturday. That's the kind of context of the season they're having. They've got Paul Mullin. They've got, you know, they've got. They're lucky, they, they might be lucky to have Paul Mullin. Yeah. 
Um, the, the chap who got sent off on um, Tuesday night for them, I can't remember his name, got sent off while he was about, well, quite away from the incident. And it was Mullins' elbow that was that was the sending off offence and the referee got it wrong. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, we shall see what happens there, but uh, as it stands, the wrong player was definitely sent off. Mullins should have been sent off. This all stokes the controversy as well. It stokes the flames for, for the weekend, doesn't it? I love it. From, from, what, I, from what I can ascertain, um, Mullins was actually saying to the bench after his mate was sent off, what shall I do? What shall I do? And the bench was saying, keep quiet. Yeah, OK. Interesting. Well, we'll find out on Saturday if he's the real deal or, or just a Trago Mills Kiefer Moore, won't we? Yeah, Trago Mills Kiefer Moore, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's no <laughs> Kiefer Moore. He'd be playing in the championship if he was. Quite so, quite so. So if you, if you want to play um, Wrexham Deadpool Bingo with us, what we did, we scribbled down nine words or phrases that um, you just tick them on when you hear them during the media coverage of Saturday's game. I yeah. mean, I'll put the little bingo card up on the uh, on the website, but if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, which of course you can, these are the things you've got to look out for, okay? Yeah. Lights, camera, action, somebody will say. Yeah. Hollywood. Oh, well, that's that, yeah. Sparkle, yeah. Star quality. Yeah. Tin Tinsel town. Yeah. Red carpet. Yeah. Spotlight. Yeah. Movie magic. Yeah. And Deadpool. You're going to get Deadpool. Right, okay. So if you can get a full house there, there's no prize. What can we give as a Well, we can't really because... A shout out. Gets, but there you go. Call, call it bingo. Call it a drinking game. You can do that to help enjoy your Saturday afternoon listening to the radio. Please drink responsibly. Please drink responsibly at all times. We should get on and listen to Matt Green on the subject of the women's team. I have one more piece of news for you. Go on. And one of our um, one of our listeners, Chapel Ben, uh, messaged me the other day to say, "Can you find out what's happened to Gilbert the goal? Because he hasn't seen Gilbert the goal for a long time, and he thinks Torquay's mascot is quite important on match days." Very good so point. We'll find out for you. But he went one further. He was in the club shop buying something, so he asked them, and the answer apparently is it's to, it's down to COVID. They want as few people as possible kind of moving amongst the crowd. And Absolutely. is not to have your mascot moving amongst the crowd. Absolutely. No, fair point. So it sounds as if Gilbert will be back once COVID is finally vanquished, if that ever happens. But yeah. um, Gilbert is a casualty of COVID at the moment. Okay, no, well, that's good. That's good to hear that he's not, no, he's not flown. And thanks to, uh, thanks to Detective Ben for that one. So... You've probably heard enough from us because you've had Gary and what we did earlier in the week was have a chat with Matt Green, who's the assistant manager of Talking United Women's Team, yeah. who are having a very, very successful start to the season. So we should um, probably go off to him and shall we return on the other side of Matt Green? Other side of Matt Green, we'll say, we'll say our goodbyes, won't we? We will. So I'm joined on the other end of a, a telephone line by Matt Green, who is the assistant manager of the Talking United Women's team. Matt, welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much, Guy. Nice to be here. We've been uh, we've been sort of chasing each other for a couple of weeks, haven't we? That we haven't quite managed to make this phone call happen. So um, it actually, yeah. good timing though, because um, your team has got into the first round proper of the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, great result on uh, on Sunday afternoon um, away at. Uh, Pool Town ladies um, 
which uh, Paul Town are in a, the league above us in the FA yeah. National League. Um, so yeah, it was a, a really good victory, um, six 0 away uh, into the first round proper for the first time in the club's history uh, from the women's point of view. Um, so yeah, a very successful afternoon. That's fantastic. First round proper. You'll have to tell us what it's like. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> so I mean, a six 0 away win under any circumstances is pretty good, but that must have been that must have been a great afternoon, a great game. Yeah, it was. Um, we went there full of confidence. We've had a really good sort of pre-season and the opening um, four or five games in, in the league have, have been strong for us as well. So, you know, the squad went there with, you know, full of confidence, which is obviously massive in any football uh, world. So, um, yeah, they, they thoroughly enjoyed the game, deserved to win it. Um, and, and, yeah, we, we progress on and, and see how far we can go. Do you know who you've got in the first round yet? Yeah, the draw was made yesterday afternoon. Um, we've actually drawn um, St. Austell ladies um, away again, so unfortunately not a home tie for people to come and watch us. Um, oh, that's a shame. St. Austell are in our league, um, so yeah, it's a, it's a, a, a league tie, if you like, in, in the FA Cup, so uh, everything to play for, and, and obviously we hope to uh, progress to that to that second round stage. Have you played St. Austell yet this season? Uh, we haven't, no. Um, bit of an unknown quantity, yeah. Yeah, we played at the back end of last season in and out of COVID. Um, you know, so we drew 3-3 with them uh, at their place. So, um, like I say, you know, confidence is massive in football, as we all know. And, and at the moment, we, we're doing really well. So, uh, we hope that we can go there and obviously get another victory and, and take us into the, the second round. Excellent. I mean, we talked about you a little bit in pre-season. You had a great pre-season, and they've obviously carried that into the uh, into the competitive fixtures. What's uh, what's making them so good? What's great about this squad at the moment, Matt? Well, uh, I, I don't know whether people know, but we we had a managerial change um, last October, so nearly sort of twelve months ago. Um, Grant Fisher um, has come in and taken on the reins of, of first team manager. Um, obviously, Grant's got a lot of success in, in local women's football um, with, with Buckland previously. Um, he wasn't in a job at the time. We had a conversation with him and he agreed to take on you know, what was um, you know, uh, a challenge to start with. But in football, people have got contacts. Grant has a, a large uh, you know, list of players um, and he's managed to call on a few of those. Um, we've got a squad now which has got experience and youth combined, um, you know, which again is is really good for us uh, moving forward. Uh, we've also got our development team. So last season we we put a development team into the Devon Women's um, League. Um, so for youngsters coming through, uh, you know that squad's doing really well as as well. They're top of their league. So overall, the club as a whole is is really moving um, in the right direction. Um, so so yeah, it's, you know a lot of hard work has gone in. Grant's put a lot of time and effort into the pre-season, and we had some challenging fixtures in pre-season, which we you know did really well with. And we've just taken that momentum into the league and, and cup campaigns. Excellent. Who's scoring all the goals for you? Uh, we're spreading it around, to be fair. Yeah. Um, we haven't got an out-and-out out, um, sort of, you know, someone taken away with with uh, leading goal scorer. I mean, we've got experience. Um, Helen Kukul's come in, um, you know, very experienced in the women game. Yeah. Danny Wyatt, um, you know, she's been knocking in. We've got some midfielders. Captain Daisy Self has, has popped up with a few goals. And, and on the wings, we've got um, Ellie Bishop and, and Beth Everson, who, again, are creating and scoring so it's, it's a team I'm going to say it's, it's a team uh, a team of goal scorers at the moment so it's, it's good 
That's great. And are a lot of them local local players? Are you picking up players from you know the the, the local towns, or are they coming in from um, far afield? No, we've 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 got the majority are, are local. Uh, we've yeah. got a few um, that are coming up from Plymouth. Um, we've got a few that travel down from Exeter away. Um, you know, no no real further afield than that, to be fair. Um, so, you know, the, the the vast majority of the squad are you know are, are local to to Torquay and and you know the Torquay area, which is which is really good. So, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a great squad. It's great to be around. Yeah, good stuff. And where do you play your home games? So home games are at Stoke Gabriel's football grounds. Um, so um, yeah, fantastic facilities there at Stoke Gabriel's. I'm sure uh, you and, and listeners are aware of. So um, you know, great clubhouse. We've got you know bar facilities afterwards for for people that want to come along and watch refreshments during the games. Um, so yeah, plenty of parking as well. So uh, yeah, if anyone does want to come and watch us, Stoke Gabriel on a Sunday afternoon is the place to be. Okay, and have you got a, a web presence so people can check up on your fixtures and, and, and see kickoff times and what have you? Yeah, we've got uh, two ways of seeing the, the women's fixtures. One, you can go on the Main Talk United uh, website and click on the women's link, which is on their page, um, or you can go www.tuwfc.co.uk and that'll take you straight to our page. Excellent. So, yeah, going well in the league. Have you got a league game this weekend? Yeah, so back in league action this weekend, we've got uh, Forest Green Rovers at uh, at home um, again, two o'clock kickoff. Um, so yeah, that's that, that'll be a good game. Um, we've played them already away. Uh, we drew two two. We gave away a, a two nil lead in that game. So hopefully we can uh, we can better this uh, that this week and, and take all three points. That's kind of pulled me up a little bit short there, Matt. Because so you've obviously got some big distances to travel in this league. I had visions of games being played in Devon and Cornwall and Somerset, but all the way up to Forest Green, it's uh, it's it's quite a big spread, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's a few games in Bristol. Um, Forest Green is probably our first journey. We've got uh, Wooten Bassett as well, so you know, that's Swindon Way. Um, and yeah, so it, it you know, there, there are some miles to be to be done. Um, you know, so it's good. And obviously in the FA Cup, the further you go into the competition, you know, the more chance you've got of travelling travelling as well. So, uh, yeah, it's not as, as local as people might think. But no. that's, that's good. You know, we're in a, we're in a decent league, um, you know, which needs, you know, we need to travel. If, if, if we get promoted, we hope we do. You know, we move into the National League, um, you know, which is a Tier 4 in, in the pyramid of women's football. Um, yeah, and then you do start travelling further, further afield as well. So, fingers crossed we can do that and, and we're all sort of geared up, uh, ready for that challenge uh, when it comes. And, I mean, the usual slightly patronising question that you always get at this time, I do apologise, but the women's game is being taken a bit more seriously. You're getting more and more people coming to watch games. You know, it, it's, um, it, it's proper football, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is. And, and yeah, we, we're getting some... some good crowds coming up to, to obviously watch us. Uh, some of the Yellow Army are, are coming in and hearing about us and, and seeing us on social media, etc. So, um, yeah, they're, they're coming up. But, yeah, generally, you know, women's football is, is on the rise. You know, there's a, a good England team uh, in, in the women's game. There's all the Sky um, rights that have gone out to women's football with the Super League, etc. Um, so women's football, rightly so, is, is getting a really good... Um, you know, profile um, out there. So it's, it's it's good to see and, and long may it continue. Absolutely. Matt, thanks very much. And we'll keep in touch during the season. Let's keep the link going with the uh, the okay. women's team. And um, we'll have to get down to Stoke and watch a game. 
Yeah, you're more than welcome. As I say, any, anybody can come down to Stoke Gabriel, uh, watch an afternoon of football on a Sunday. Um, it is really good to watch. So, thanks for the time, Guy. Cheers, Matt. All the very best. Thank you, mate. Cheers. So, good to hear from Matt there. Good to hear that another part of the Talkie United family is doing really, really well this season. Youth team are in the first round proper of the Youth Cup. We'll try and get a chat with them next week before their big game. And the, the women are in the first round proper of their FA Cup as well. So it's uh, it's onwards and upwards for Talking United in general. Let's hope Saturday gives us something to celebrate, eh? Absolutely. I think I think Rudy just got back with Grand, so I think there could be some barking going on. Oh, this is, this, I, I feel like I'm there with you. It's, uh, it's, it's marvellous stuff. OK. Off to Wrexham. Off to Wrexham. If you're um, if you're going, enjoy all the razzmatazz, soak up the atmosphere, and let's hope we come back with uh, with the three points. Absolutely. And look out for those cliches. Absolutely. As ever from me and from Richard and from various dogs and cats scattered around Torbay. Come on, come you yellows. On, you yellows. <laughs>